On this episode of the Nationwide Real Estate Mastery Podcast, we sat down with Mason McDonald to uncover how to flip land and hire employees. Welcome to the Nationwide Real Estate Mastery Podcast, where we provide actionable steps to help you get your first or next real estate deal. Now, during this episode, you're going to discover exactly how to flip land and hire employees. Now, for those of you who are new to the show, my name is Sean Young, today's host, and I love all things real estate. Now, before I introduce you to our incredible guest speaker today, I want to make a request that if at any point during the show you like what you're hearing, please give us a thumbs up or subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And make sure to take a look in the description as we've packed it with thousands of dollars in free resources. Now today, we have the privilege to learn from a man who, has ma who made 114000 on his very first land deal, guys. Prior to his career in real estate, he was a CEO of a hospital. But all that changed when he discovered land flipping. I want to describe our next guest as someone who is executive minded. I want to introduce you all to the one, the only Mason McDonald. Mason, thank you for being a guest on today's show, brother. Heck of an, heck of an intro, Sean. Glad to be here. Man, you deserve it. You deserve it. Now, before we dive into how to flip land and hire employees and crush it out here in real estate, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and you know where do you come from? Who is Mason? Who's Mason? Yeah, I born and raised in Houston, Texas. Uh, initially wanted to be Derek Jeter, the next shorts after the Yankees. Um, was going to get drafted and play baseball professionally. I just wasn't that good, so no one was interested. Um, <laughs> but uh, fo followed kind of the traditional career route. Uh, the the family I grew up in, you know, the more letters behind your name, the better you were. So, mm -hmm. you know, I went to undergrad, got a bachelor's degree in neuroscience, wanted to be a physician. Mm -hmm. realized I couldn't do it, didn't like school, um, and uh, ended up going to Moore School to go get a master's degree in healthcare administration. And so went on that trap, you know, that route and worked my way up very rapidly, uh, became the CEO of a hospital here in Colorado Springs uh, when I turned 26. Um, and just did not enjoy my life working, you know, for the man was something hard for me. And just mm -hmm. my blood pressure was you know, through the roof all the time with the stress of the job and kind of stumbled across land flipping. And now I'm now I'm here loving life healthier than ever, making more money than ever and just having a great time with my wife and dogs out here in Colorado. And that is an amazing that is an amazing story, Mason. And again, on the intro, as I stated, you made one hundred and fourteen thousand on that first deal. Can you walk our listeners through that process? How did you find that deal? How did you stumble into it? You know, what what are the details? Let's break that that deal down. Heck yeah, we'll we'll dive right into it. Um, so I I discovered land flipping in 2021. I uh, was looking to invest in real estate. Had always known about it. You know, listened to every you know podcast, read a hundred books about it. My my dad uh, was involved in commercial real estate when I was younger, and so knew it was the path to financial freedom. Um, stumbled across land flipping and do, did what everyone else did. You know, I took a course, um, sent a direct mail marketing campaign, and got my first deal. Um, it was uh, seven and a half acres in Southern Colorado. It was three parcels. Uh, the guy that was selling it was in his 80s and he just didn't didn't have any plans for it. He liked me and 
Um, I bought it. So I bought all three parcels for 40,000, paid about 13,300 each. Um, and I closed on that in November of 2021 on my 27th birthday. Okay. And uh, that, that next day, my wife and I flew to um, St. Croix on vacation. Uh, and I was so stressed the whole time thinking about work and how I had just spent almost all of the money we had saved on this land deal. <laughs> and uh, was just not sleeping and I was on the beach and you know in this beautiful place and I was thinking about work mm -hmm. and um while we were there uh I was on the beach scrolling on my iPad cuz I thought the land was worth you know maybe 60 to 70,000, dollars but then I saw one parcel just south of one of mine sold for $155,000 like 2 weeks before wow. and I had 3 of them so I was like oh crap I've got way more value than I was anticipating so Got back uh, before I even put it on the market. I put in my 90 day notice to quit my job, <laughs> and, which I don't recommend unless you have a great support system and your finances in order and everything. Um, but your your life is more important than your job. And that job was killing me. So we, um, you know, I, I left my job in January. We sold that property shortly after uh, we put that property on the market, uh, all three of them for 200,000. We got a an offer for $185,000 three days later and closed right away. And off to the races. So actually uh, quit my job before we had sold it. But yeah, after all was said and done with realtor commissions and cost uh, 114 grand, which blew my mind. And, you know, it both good and bad of that was the expectation of I'm going to make $114,000 on every land deal from here <laughs> on out. And uh, <laughs> that's not the case. But it, it was great to, you know, think large right at the beginning. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that was a heck of a home run. Um, right out, oh, yeah. right out of the gate, right out of the gate for sure. So let me ask you this: with that land deal, what was you? What kind of what land was that going to be used for? Was it to build houses? Did you say, or because I know you said it was three different parcels? What was the usage of that land? Yeah, they're they're going to be building a house on it. Is what the end buyer's in, intention was. So it was a retail buyer, is just someone that wanted to live, um, you know, in that part of Colorado. Beautiful mm -hmm. lot, uh, hills had lake views. Um was just kind of funky from like an access standpoint, but one of my lots had direct road access. So, uh, you know, I don't have to go into all the details of the the fun stuff, you know, related to it, but sure, uh, sure. yeah, just building the house. So they got seven and a half acres to build their dream home now. That is an amazing story. I, I love that story, man. So Mason, man, you contribute a lot of your success to your ability to find people smarter than you as, as alluded to in the beginning about hiring employees. But why do you think um, finding people smarter than you has, has been such a, a, you know, a success in your career. Why has this played such a, a role in your success? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I took that approach from, you know, what, what I did in healthcare where, you know, overseeing hospitals, you can't do it all yourself. You know, I, I, before I left, you know, I had a few dozen direct reports and 500 ish employees. And if you want to succeed, you know, be the dumbest person in the room because it, it, you know, it's constantly, you know, changing your mind and changing the paradigms that you, you subscribe to. So um, I always did that in healthcare where I, I didn't ride the coattails of the success of my employees, but by putting the, you know, right employee in the right position, uh, I, I saw the success. So I, I did that in land flipping where, you know, something that I kind of recognized going from an executive position in an established business to self-employed is I would have to do something that I didn't want to do. And I'd look around and be like, well, you know, someone should do this. And I recognized I was looking in the mirror and I was bad at doing a lot of stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I just hired my first employee in the business about two months ago. Mm -hmm. And whenever I was interviewing everyone, uh, he made me the most uncomfortable. 
Um, he's got 20 plus years of experience in real estate acquisitions and corporate finance. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I told him, I was like, dude, this is, you're coming into a, you know, startup. Uh, and he was the same way of I'm tired of corporate America. I'm tired of yellow tape and red tape blocking what I do. So hiring the, um, you know, most person that made me the most uncomfortable is what's, uh, you know, I can attribute to a lot of success. Um, you know, he started in April of 2023. We're recording this May, end of May. And he's brought, um, I think right now it's about $407,000 of net profit into the business um, in under two months. Wow, that is amazing. That is amazing. And you brought him on as acquisitions. Yep. Yep. So in charge of acquisitions, you know, I pay him better than what most people pay acquisitions manager. He's got salary plus commission and tiered commission to where, you know, he, he'll ideally make, you know, four, you know, three, 400,000 this year. Um, if he, he stays on track. Nice. Nice. So man, that is, guys, are you listening out there? You don't just hire folks and paying them crumbs. If you want high performers, you got to pay high performing prices. So, I mean, you're, you're taking care of this gentleman. It sounds like very well. Oh yeah. Well, and, and he's taking care of me. You know, that's the beauty of it is everybody wins in a business like this is he, he gets to do this for fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's having fun and we take it seriously, but, uh, man, making money together is a blast. So, um, it's fun having John on the team. So shout out to you, John. Shout out to John. Shout out to John. So Mason, may I ask you, brother, how do you, how does one get started in, in, in land flipping? You know, I, you know, the most people out here, they're talking about wholesaling and, you know, sub two deals, you know, why, why land and how, how land? So, so I'll answer why land first. Um, it's a relatively recession proof strategy. Uh, if you're buying land for cheap and selling it for more, I never try to glorify what I do. I'm a pawn shop for land. That's it. You know, I buy it for cheap from people that don't want it anymore. And I sell it for more to people that do want it. Um, so, you know, if you're, you're buying stuff at, you know, 60 to 20 cents on the dollar, uh, you're always going to be able to sell it for more than you paid for it for the most time, most part. Um, another reason why is, uh, you know, there's nationwide inventory shortages of homes where five and a half to six and a half million, depending on the study you're looking at uh, short on single family homes. Um, you know, building permits are up. So right now it's a great time to, you know, both buy and sell land. Mm -hmm. And then third is there's not really institutional competition at this level. Um, land is different than most real estate assets. So when I sell land, I'm not taxed, you know, from a capital gains perspective, it's inventory. Mm -hmm. But what that also means is banks are very, you know, they're, they're less willing to lend on you. Uh, so you either have to have a lot of cash yourself or the ability to raise private money. Um, in order to, you know, successfully flip land. So that limits competition where, you know, j just like with everyone, um, you know, it's 20% of us doing 80% of the deals. So um, there's less competition uh, in terms of how to flip land. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, there, there's tons of marketing strategies. And when I got started, I, I tried them all because I thought I was so creative and so smart and I stopped doing what works. And, you know, a majority of the people that I work with are older and what they respond to is direct mail marketing. So I direct mail market. Um, I pull my data from a website called PropStream. I target people that typically live out of county or out of state and have owned the property for a decade. Mm -hmm. um, and then I import it into my CRM Pebble, uh, which... Um, you know, is a great organization tool and it also sends mail and you can do phone calling from it. Nice. And I send direct mail marketing campaigns. And I mean, that's my business right there. Um, so, you know, you can, you know, copy and paste what, what I just said right there and do it and figure it out. 
uh, there's tons of courses out there on land flipping. Um, you know, that's what I did. I took, I took a land flipping course. Um, you know, I, I coach people myself, if you're interested in learning directly from me, but, but that's the strategy, just buy it for cheap and then sell it for more, you know, and market directly to the seller that doesn't want their land. Great, great, great stuff, Mason. So let me ask you this. I have heard of the strategy. Of course, we, we've heard of this strategy, wholesaling land. So this would be um, in a situation where someone actually assigns that property to a cash buyer themselves and they, they don't actually close on that property. What are your suggestions on that method for someone who's brand who's brand new and they're, you know, they're wanting to get started in this and they don't have as maybe as much capital, but they definitely want to get started? Absolutely. So, I mean, you're, you know, starting starting out in land, it's great because it's a low barrier to entry um, in general because you you can wholesale, um, you know, the product that you get. You're going to have to spend money on marketing. You know, mm -hmm. so I, you know, I talk to people that are interested in learning and I say, how much can you spend on marketing if they're saying a hundred bucks? I'm like, sorry, man, like, I, I don't think you can get started yet. So you're always going to have to have money to spend on marketing, whether it's, you know, pulling data for cold calling or texting or email or sending mail, whatever it might be. But mm -hmm. You know, just like with with houses, uh, if you get a property under contract and you want to assign that contract to someone else, um, you know, that's beautiful. I mean, you can assign it to another land flipper, um, you know, someone like me that does have the cash to to put up for it, where, you know, you think about the margins on some of these deals where we we closed on one from the acquisition side. It just hit the market about a week ago. Uh, we paid three fifty for it. It's on the market at six seventy five. Um and that's 350,000, 675,000. Uh, and you could do, you know, if you got a property like that under contract and it's worth, you know, six to 700,000, you could assign that to an investor for 400,000 and you make a 50 grand assignment fee, or you could do the same thing for a $2,000 piece of land that's worth eight grand. And um, so, you know, the strategy exists. You're going to have to find the end buyers. Um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm relatively uh, risk averse just coming coming from the hospital management background, you know, risk management is like one of the biggest things and most important things in healthcare. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I close everything uh, with a title company. You know, I never self-close. I've never assigned a deal um, just because I, I don't, uh, don't necessarily need to, or, um, you know, I, I just don't want to get into wholesaling, but God, do I know people that make a lot of money wholesaling land because it's, it's easy. Indeed. Indeed. Guys, the, the, the sky is the limit. And, and uh, you know, Mason is absolutely the expert on land, but guys, you can 100% wholesale land. You can use creative strategies on land. Uh, I mean, you guys, it, it, it's just, it's just like having a property. So if you create a, a creative a process, a, a creative situation with the seller and create a, a better one with your, your end buyer, Hey, you can definitely do that and stay in the middle of that process. Oh yeah. Well, and, and, and that's, you know, Sean to jump back in. That's one of the best mm -hmm. things about land is you have so many disposition strategies whenever you get a piece of land under contract. So you can, you could wholesale it, mm -hmm. you could double close it, you could buy it and sell it on the market, you could buy it and sell it yourself, you could buy it and sell it and seller finance it, which, you know, I've got land paying me, you know, hundreds, thousands a month, depending on the property mm -hmm. uh, that I already got my capital back. So where, you know, say you buy it for 10, sell it for 30 and do 30% down get most of your capital back. And then you get a few hundred a month for the next five to 10 years. Sweet. Um, you could develop it yourself. Uh, I mean, you, the, the possibilities are endless because you're starting with a blank slate. Wow. That is, that is amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let me ask you this. How many, um, how, how many 
counties or cities should someone start with when they're first getting started uh, looking for land? Yeah, I, I recommend getting started with somewhere either you know personally or you know is a good market. Okay. Um, you know, the, the way I look at it from a market selection standpoint, you know, currently I'm just in Colorado and Arizona, you know, looking to expand nationwide as we, you know, get accustomed to each market, um, you know, and build the processes out and develop the relationships. But, you know, if you live in a good area and you hop on Zillow or Redfin and you look and be like, hey, this neighborhood um, close by is, you know, there's been 30, 30 land sales in the past 90 days in this one neighborhood. You know, that's a great place to start. So you can look and, you know, prove that there's transaction data is, you know, first and foremost. Um, and then two, just look at the U.S. migration patterns. Go on, you know, census.gov and see where people are moving, where, you know, people are moving to Nevada and Texas and the Carolinas and Florida and Arizona. Um, and, you know, go find land there because they're going to need to build homes or, you know, um, you know, anything that you can do with land, whether it's riding four wheelers and shooting guns or building homes. Man, I, I love it. I love it. And people are using land for all of those purposes, guys, all those purposes. So don't have a, any preconceived notion. Uh, you said something earlier, which was important. You said constantly change the paradigm of your of your, you know, of things that you subscribe to. So that's basically like, hey, be willing to learn new things. Be open to new ideas. You, you can't feel like you are the expert on everything. So I love that. Mason, um, right now, what is the um, what is the best marketing technique that you're using? Is it is it the direct mail? Yeah, it's direct mail. So, um, you know, I, I never try to gatekeep. Uh, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, you know, in this space, what they learn getting started, which I do recommend getting started with um, doing this is sending the blind offers. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to buy your land at 123 Main Street for X number of dollars. And um, that works. Uh, but the problem is if you're not pricing at the subdivision level, um, your pricing is going to be inaccurate. So for all the land flippers out there listening, they're like, oh, yeah, because I was taught to price at the county level. And I know in my county that I live in, if you're on the you know, southeast side compared to the northeast side, there's about a um, 20 to 30 percent difference or uh, 20 to 30 X difference in price. Um, so you got to price at the subdivision level and that's effective. But what I've moved towards is uh, neutral letters. You know, so postcards and, you know, just neutral letters saying, hey, I'm interested in your land or, mm -hmm. you know, that we buy land for cash or, you know, stop paying your property taxes or, you know, wh whatever it might be. You have a lot of opportunity to be creative with with uh, that piece of marketing. Nice, nice. Those are some great points. You, 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 those are some great, great points, guys. Uh, it's not county level. It's it's like he said, it, it's subdivision, guys. You got to understand the actual subdivision that you're buying in. You, you got to know what's happening so that you can know what your exit strategy potentially could be. Mason, exactly what, do you think, right. what do you think life would be like right now, brother? If you were still the CEO of the hospital, never found that that land deal, how would life look for you right now? Let's see. Uh, I'd probably be heavier um, <laughs> <laughs> than I am right now because I, I didn't have as much time to work out. Um, I mean, I was hypertensive stage two whenever I left. Uh, oh, wow. So, um, you know, at, and I, I left my job at 27. So and, you know, I'm, I'm not the fittest guy in the world, but, uh, you know, I, I do exercise pretty frequently. So I, I'd be less healthy. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't be as happy. My relationship with my wife wouldn't be as good. My dogs wouldn't be as happy. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I think life is, is for the better, you know, um, across the board. I absolutely miss my staff. I miss my patients. You know, I, I miss the, 
you know, the grind of working in healthcare and everything like that. Um, mm -hmm. Especially the fact that I, I have put myself in six figures of debt and student loans to uh, make it happen. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I, I, I think life would not be as beautiful it is, as it is right now. I, I hear that quite often. That is a theme that I hear most times is that I, I, I wouldn't want it any other way. So Mason, what, you know, let me ask you this. What is the, um, the major hurdle that someone would have that's getting started with land right now? What do you think is the major, major mindset hurdle? I think the major mindset hurdle um, is the approach to risk. And what I mean by that is I, I think a lot of people looked at me, um, you know, whether it was, you know, from my, from my job or, you know, family, friends or anything like that. And they think what I did was the most risky thing in the world. You know, I went to school for it. I became an executive, you know, one of the, you know, I'm not saying it to brag, just one of the youngest hospital CEOs in the country. Indeed. And um, I made it to the top. And then I left to go do some weird niche <laughs> in real estate, you know, like land, land flipping is, uh, you know, getting sexier now, now that more people are talking about it and discovering it, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I think it's the, the approach to risk where for me going out, starting my own business, you know, investing in an asset class that makes sense to me, uh, the greatest risk to me is I crash and burn and fail and have to go get a job again. Um, that is the greatest risk is what doing what everyone else is already doing or 98% of the population already already is doing that. And that's my greatest fear and my greatest risk is ever having to go work for someone else again. And I'm sure that is a huge motivator for you to to keep things running smoothly and keep that, you know, like you say, keep sharpening up that sword. Absolutely. It, it you know, I, I refuse to where, you know, my wife and I talk about it is, you know, the, the disaster plan of what happens if, you know, you know, you know, anything from, you know, the real estate market collapses to the U.S. government collapses or whatever it is of, okay, well, we'll, we'll liquidate all the land at a discount and sell it for 60% of market value instead of a hundred percent, you know, and go start over and go do it in a, a different place in a different way, but do it better from the ground up. And, you know, and, you know, what, I think everyone that has started their own business can, can agree that, you know, I'm, I'm a year and a half ish in, and I could get to where I'm at starting from the ground up two weeks, three weeks, um, you know, just because of all the lessons and pain, you know, pains that I've gone through and the growth and everything. Indeed. So it's the knowledge that that is hugely valuable. Like you say, you can start over in two or three weeks. That is amazing. That is amazing. Mason, we, had, we have reached a part of the show that I, I call the, the rapid fire session. This is where I ask you a question and you just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Perfect. I'm ready. On a scale of one to 10, how strict were your parents? Ooh, uh, a two and a 10. Uh, so my mom and stepdad were more of a 10. My dad was uh, more of a two. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Get up early or stay up late? Uh, get up early. How many hours of sleep do you get? Uh, seven. Favorite or last book read? Ooh, uh, favorite book is probably Sapiens. Okay. If you could be any superhero, who would it be? Mm, does Harry Potter count? He counts. <laughs> Something everyone should do less of. Um, ooh, uh, not do, uh, you should, you should do less not doing. You should do more. 
I love it. I love it. Something that everyone should do more of. Just take action. Whatever you're thinking about, just go do it. Get 50, 60, 70% of the way there and just go do whatever it is, whether it's hiking a mountain or starting a business. Nice, nice. AI technology, scary or the way of the future? Way of the future. Mason, this has been an absolutely amazing show, brother. What final thoughts do you want to share with our listeners out there before we let you get out of here? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, anyone interested in, you know, land, land investing, land flipping, feel free to reach out to me, um, you know, on, on LinkedIn or on my, my personal website. Uh, but go out there and just take action on something, you know, pick something and stick to it. I, I think that's where so many people get caught up is, um, you know, fearing the complexity of investing in real estate or starting your own business. And the thing is, the people that are doing it, we're not that smart. We're just doing it. Um, so go out there, come up with a plan, execute on it, and then iterate from there. Mason, um, if people want to get involved with your coaching program, because you did say you were a coach as well, is, is there a special link that, or website they should visit to, to get a hold of you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, coachingwithmason.com. Right now, I'm only doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and um, not to sound rude or anything like that, but you have to have a track record already. You know, either started your own business, have operated at a high level in corporate America, because I'm not one of those people that will take your money uh, knowing that you're not going to do deals. Um, you know, I want to create a community and have you add value and, you know, me add as much value. I know one of my first students uh, just got one of his first deals and he should make about 45 grand on that one, which is, you know, getting him on the path to leave the job. So, you nice. know, you got, you got to be serious about it because I, I take my time very seriously and uh, um, I want you to as well. Mason, so coachingwithmason.com. Coachingwithmason.com. Head on over there, guys. Get a session book with Mason. If you are ready, if you're serious, if this is what you're ready to do, Mason is your guy. Guys, I want to thank you so much for coming on today's show, Mason, and adding so much value and so much information to our audience. I couldn't thank you. I couldn't thank you more, brother. Sean, it was a privilege to be here, man. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And to our listeners out there, you all have made it to the end of the show. So give yourselves a pat on the back because most people never finish what they start. And you just did. Now, if you got any value out of today's show, please share this with a friend or on your Facebook page. Like the video, subscribe to our channel, and send us topics that you want to learn more about. So until the next episode, you can catch me on any one of my social media platforms. I'll see you all on the other side. Mason, have a great day, sir. Sean, you do the same. With this crown on my head, I'm seated on the throne. The top is so alone. Only thing that keeps me gone is I know my city love me. I know my city love me. I know my city love me. I know my city love me.